The following program is a paid promotion sponsored by Peak Financial Freedom Group. Welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, where we put the focus on retirement and how to get the most out of our financial lives. Today's show will focus on reducing risk, cutting fees, maximizing income, and making sure you can make it through retirement with confidence in your plan. Your hosts are Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. They are your go-to resource in Northern California for financial education and guidance. They're the authors of several successful books about financial planning, most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. Jim and Dan work exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. And today, they're going to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and blaze a clear path ahead. Here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. All right, Jim, today we are here and we're going to talk about eight bad financial habits that people might have. And usually everyone doesn't have all of these. We have seen clients with eight of these, but for the most part, most of us have several of these. And we realize with a bad habit, it can then translate into bad endings, bad events, things that we don't want to happen happen if we continue to do it. Kind of like if you overeat, well, you're not going to be in the best of health. If you don't exercise, you're not the best best of health. You overdrink, you oversmoke, all those things, those are bad habits that can lead to things you don't want to happen. So let's look at some things that we see as bad habits and how they could affect someone and then how we help them to if they have these bad habits, get out of them. And if they don't have these bad habits, definitely how to avoid them. Those would be the goals. So one of them is, and we find this more and more and more lately, would be uh, people that allow themselves to continuously worry about their money. And they keep worrying and they keep worrying. And some of the things that happen with this could definitely be just health issues. Um, some of it related to not being able to sleep. Some of it just with the stress and anxiety associated with it. We see them showing signs of tremendous unhappiness, anxiety, even depression, and then it causes relationship issues with their spouses, their family, and it also makes them unable to really enjoy their retirement. So, you know, let's let's talk about that because I know it's a hard thing to talk about when you're not feeling good and you're worrying about something, the anxiety, no one likes that. It's like one of the worst things in the world because we feel out of control, right? That's the yep. whole thing. Yep. And the goal is to try to feel like you're in control of your money, but maybe we start there. How many people right now in the United States that are retired really feel like they're in control of their money so they don't have to worry about their money? Yeah, I think very little, very few. I mean, and in being control, um, that's a difficult uh, question to define sometimes because they may think they're in control because they have an advisor or they've gone into the internet or they have a big brokerage company that has their money invested and they believe the control has to do with the fact that they have an advisor, right? But, but if they really step back and say, do I really understand my money? Do I really have full control over the risk, the fees, the income, all the planning necessary to make sure you have a stress-free uh, retirement? Um, I would say very, very few, Dan. And then if right now, if you feel out of control, that you can't control your money and you're retired, there's no way you're going to feel happy about where you're at. You won't be able to live your life the way you're planning. You, you'll feel really weird about spending money, which is why you save the money for in the first place. So the goal then, when it comes to strict retirement planning, is to make sure that 
you find a way so you aren't worrying about your money so much. So maybe we look at then some of the things that people are worrying about. And one of them, especially after last year, is risk. Because if you look at the Standard & Poor's 500, it went down almost 20%. The NASDAQ went down almost 33%. I think you said the 30-year bonds went down 37 That's right. 37%. Yep. That's a U.S. government bond went down 37%. If you look at all these things and you tried to invest money, it means your portfolio was going down and probably going down substantially. I had a client, a really nice guy, and his spouse came in and um, they came in, they referred to us. And um, they came in because the spouse was really worrying, the wife was really worrying about the risks they're taking. And I didn't know where they were at until we started digging into their situation. But if you can imagine, two years ago, they had done extremely well. They'd actually hit their goals of saving up to $4.2 million and there. He's just turning 60 in April. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty so, good. Oh, did awesome. Yeah. I think she's 59. So they did awesome. But because of the growth, then instead of paring back and going a little more conservative, once they hit that one goal that they had, they continued to be aggressive with the money because that's what got them there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to fault anybody if you've made success that way to take the, you know, not take the money out. Right. Well, they came in now and this is two years later. Their $4.2 million is literally worth $3,080,000. Yep. They're down $1.2 million. I just met them Saturday. $1.2 million down, and they're like, we, you know, we, we'll work a few more years. We'll know we'll be okay, but we just don't want to go through this type of scenario again. Well, think about, no matter how much you're worrying about, if you're listening right now, how much you worry about your money, think about how much they're worried about their money. Yeah, yeah, but I'd be, you know, look at the audience, or, or, or the audience is listening to us right now, but listen to yourselves to ask that same question. I bet you are down as well, and you're probably down significantly. And you think there's nothing you can do about it, but there are things you can do. I mean, there are things you can do. Um, yes, I mean, you probably lost money now of late because of what happened in the last 15 months, but there are recovery methods and strategies that you can implement right now to get you back on course. And a lot of people don't under- understand that, Dan. Well, there's a simple process you can do um, that any professional that you'd go to for any type of help, especially like this t- thing, we're talking about worry, which means emotional, psychological. So they're going to tell you to... First, think about what's bothering you and write them down. So it's a simple exercise. Think about it at home. What are you worried about? Write it down. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if you're worried about, oh, I'm worried about all the volatility in the market, write it down. Volatility in the market. I'm worried about large losses. Large losses. I'm worried about, you know, how much income can I take out of my assets? I'm worried about taxes. I'm worrying about my money running out. Write these things down because now instead of it being this hidden fear that's hidden under the rug, you brought these things out in the open. And now, guess what you can do? You can address them, can't you? Yeah, no, yeah and that's a great exercise. Matter of fact, I have a da- daughter that has anxiety, and she frets over this all the time. I say, you got to write it down. Write each thing you're worried about down on a piece of paper. And then on the other side of the paper, we can start to find solutions to those problems. And all of a sudden, the worry kind of just evaporates if you do that correctly. But the problem people have, Dan, is that they write these things down when it comes to financial services, and because that's not their education, that's not what they've done all their life, and they've been doing something one way, they don't know where to go to get those solutions. That's the issue. Well, see, here's the key, though. Think about it. Even if they don't know where to go, they have a current advisor, they're doing it themselves. If they write it down, then let's say they can at least take their list to someone and say, here's exactly not maybe. Yeah. This is exactly what I want addressed. Yeah. I don't want a 50-50 option. I want these things addressed exactly. I'm worried about my fees. 
Okay, put that down in writing because that means they need to put in writing what your fees are. So if you take this list, it kind of is your own little mini homemade roadmap. We have our own roadmaps that we make up to help clients um, go through the process of planning. But it's kind of like your homemade roadmap to say, I want to address these things, right? And when you go to the internet, it says, you know, ask your advisor all these questions. Those questions, I don't even know who made up those questions. That's unimportant as compared to what do you want to have happen with your money? You know, we find often uh, when we do this exercise um, with uh, people that come into our office for the first time, sometimes they stumble a little, stammer a little bit, and we need to get them back on course a little bit. So we actually bring up a few things. And I'll give you an example if you're listening right now. You want probably, if you're getting close to retirement or in retirement, you want to make sure you do not make a financial mistake. That means risk, right? You don't want to have too much risk in your portfolio. Number two, you want to make sure you have enough income that will last your entire lives Number three, you want to make sure that you are handling inflation and long-term care expenses in the future. And number four, if you do everything right, you want to make sure that you can leave money to the kids or the grandkids. So those are basic things, right? Those are just basic general worries. Now, we can get very specific uh, underneath those, but that gives us an idea of what you want. And all four of those things right there can completely solve if you have a proper plan in place. Definitely. Well, and, and we find if you say, okay, whittle it down even smaller, people really worry about two main things. One, they're worried about suffering a big loss or they've already suffered a big loss, and they're worried about not being able to create income that the income could run out at some point during their lifetime, mm-hmm. literally. And we hear all these other radio shows and TV shows of all these advisors who say they're acting as fiduciaries and supposedly acting in people's best interest, and they recommend that 100% of the money that a client invests goes into the stock market. Yeah. And we know 100% that for most people, that will not work because that means last year, even if they had a 60% stock portfolio, 40% bonds, and exchange-traded funds or mutual funds, that group probably had to lose about 20 to 25% yeah. of their principal. How can yeah. you use an asset that's behaving that volatile. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, Co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. Jim, today we're talking about eight potential bad habits people can have with their money. We talked about the first one, which is allowing people to worry about their money so much. And that dealt with all kinds of things that could cause as far as health issues, relationship issues, 
anxiety and happiness, et cetera. Um, one of the things also I like to look at is, you know, we listen and we've heard a lot of other um, financial radio shows, TV shows, and a lot of these people, these financial professionals, these supposed fiduciaries are telling people, you know what, you should have 100% of your money in the stock market and let the market now guide your success throughout your retirement time period. And when people say that, to someone who's either in retirement or getting ready to retire, it makes us cringe because then at that point, it's going against what we just talked about. How can anyone ever feel like they're in control of it? There's people, these people are out there saying that no matter what, never have any of your money into any principal protection type of plans that'll give you income guaranteed for as long as you live. Well, don't most retirees want to protect some of their assets against losses and create income for as long as they live? They do. But the problem is then it comes with the bad name annuity. And Specific types of annuities you definitely do not want to participate in, but there's annuities out there that'll guarantee you never suffer any loss against the stock market and you'll get income guaranteed for as long as you live. So imagine if you had all your money in the stock market last year, even if you were conservative and you had a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, you probably lost 20 to 25%. If you're more aggressive, we've seen people lose 35 and 40% last year when they came in to have us do an analysis because they were too aggressive. If you would have diversified between having some money in the bank, which you should, money in the market, which you should, money in the guarantees, which you should, you could have reduced your overall risk to probably somewhere around 5% and had income on a dependable basis. Who in the heck wouldn't want that other than someone who's only selling stock market investments? Well, you know, I always show people to follow the money, right? Because if you follow the money on people that are pitching certain products and certain services, you can determine really in the background um, why they're making certain presentations. So um, we are fiduciaries here at our firm. We always have been. But we deal also with multiple asset classes because at the fiduciary, you need to be able to explore alternatives and strategies and products so that you're not pigeonholing a client into one type of service or product. Well, well, let's look at just the key definition of a fiduciary, and that is doing the best you possibly can in the best interest of each individual client. We take that to heart because we find out from the client what they want to happen. If a client says they want to reduce their current risk from 40% down to 5% or 10%, we have to design a product and a program and a portfolio that does that. If they say they're worried about principal protection, we have to give them a product that does that. If they say, which they all will say at these points, they're worried about creating income that won't run out for as long as they live and they want a high level of income, we have to create a plan that will do that. If we then listen to a client that said, I want to reduce my risk, I want to create a high level of income and I never want it to run out, can we as fiduciaries really give them a portfolio that's fully invested in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and exchange traded funds that will do those things? No, it can't because the stock market has volatility in the past, we'll have volatility in the future. It's unpredictable. Well, um, how about someone that says, well, but I can put it in bonds. What happened last year? Well, same thing. You look at the bonds, going back to we, the comment we made earlier, the 30-year treasury bond was down 37% last year. The 10-year treasury bond was down 19.1% last year, right? So bond markets have volatility as well. So in order to solve that problem, you have to introduce other asset classes. It doesn't mean that we don't like the stock market. We love the stock market. We have clients, most of our clients are in the stock market, if not all of them. But you have to make sure you position the money correctly to solve those problems 
that you just mentioned, Dan, so that those objectives or objections can be solved with the objectives we put in place. And it's pretty simple. You can you can have a warning sign for advisors out there. If any advisor out there tells you to put all your money in a managed portfolio, stocks, bonds, etc., that should be a big warning sign. If any advisor out there saying put all your money in annuities, that should be a warning sign. If yeah. any advisor says don't put any of your money in bank or liquid cash, that should be a warning sign. But above all, if the advisor advises you to invest in any way and does not give you a full comprehensive written plan, that's the biggest warning sign. So anybody that does any of those things, really, I would say turn away, walk away, run as fast as you can, because you have to make sure that you're going to get what's right for you. That's exactly right, Dan. You know, and, and, and if you do it correctly, if you actually, uh, if the client can sit down with the advisor, go through multiple meetings, identify very clear clearly everything that you want as a couple if you're married, as a single person if you're not, or a single woman, you can actually lay out a plan that will answer all those objectives. It will reduce your risk substantially, and you can increase your income greater than what you possibly are getting right now if you do it correctly. Yeah, just by planning. And I'm covering this because think about it. If we could have last year, if you could have had a portion of your assets, let's say you had a half your assets protected against all stock market losses, how would you feel now compared to how you actually feel now? Yeah. Exactly. Right. How would you feel now versus how you actually feel right now? Yeah. And for those assets in the market, if you had risk mitigation strategies in place, stop losses in place, technology running that, and you lost a lot less than what the market actually lost, you would feel even better. How would you feel now versus how you really feel now? Right. It comes down to looking at that. So that comes down to putting a plan together decreasing your worry. And we know, as you're thinking right now, you don't think you can decrease your worries. You don't think you can decrease your risk to a point where you wouldn't worry about it. Well, if we told you that our average client last year on their total portfolio between our three buckets, cash, money in the market, money in the guarantee plans, if our average client lost on average less than 5%, literally, these are people with hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars of money invested with us. They lost on average less than 5%. How would you feel now if that was your plan? Yeah. You'd feel a lot better. Yeah, but, you know, Dan, you mentioned earlier, if you take a balanced portfolio, 60-40 portfolio, and that's one of the most popular portfolios for people in their 60s to 70s, whether you go to Vanguard or Fidelity or Big Brokerage Company, all good companies, right? Uh, they're going to probably tell you to invest in that type of portfolio. Well, the Vanguard balanced portfolio uh, last year was down about 19.85%. That means it had a little bit more than half in stocks and about half in bonds, right? So you had a 20% loss if you had that type of portfolio or close to a 20% loss. And you could have mitigated that loss. You could have reduced that loss significantly if you restructured the portfolio uh, as we're describing here today, Dan. Well, and I think that's the key because if they restructure the portfolio, it helps to decrease the worry. I think when we meet with individuals that are retired or getting ready to retire, the saddest thing is to see someone who has saved for 20 or 30 or 40 years who is now worrying about their money more now when they're retired or getting ready to retire than when they started saving. And if you think about it, they had no money when they started saving. Now they have saved 500000 a million, $2 million, $3 million, $5 million, $10 million, and they worry now more about their money than they did when they didn't have the money. Yeah. And what's even more worrisome is the fact that they've been told to stay the course, write it out, never get out of the market, uh, it will come back, and they continue to worry. And by the way, we do believe the markets will come back. You know, we have our own registered investment advisory firm. We do believe that will come, the market will come back. What we don't know is how long will it take 
for the market to come back and how much will you be down in between. So that is why structuring portfolios correctly, knowing that this is going to happen not just last year and this year, we will see four, five, six, seven more of these major events over our lifetime. What's worse, how long will it take to recover if you also are taking income out of the plan? So now it's not just that you can pretend like you're age 40 and the market goes down 50% and you have to rebound from that. Now you have to plan, well, what if the market goes down and you're taking income out while the market's going down and you're taking income out while the market's trying to recover? How in the heck is it going to recover no, at it, that point? It's, it's going to be really, really, really difficult. And it's, if you're interested, uh, if this resonates with you, all you have to do is dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list, Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. Jim, we're back with the show and we're talking about eight bad habits. And we spend a lot of time on the big one, which is allowing people to worry about their money. People continue to worry and they allow themselves to do that. And, and you just have to stop doing that. Um, let's look at a bunch of the other areas that we cover as far as what are some bad habits. One of them is ignoring what the actual statements you get are actually saying. And you can kind of see them going up or going down. And when they go up, you're happy and you really don't pay that much attention. When they go down, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I've lost a lot of money. But if you watch the statements over and over and over again and you see this continued downward and significant downward, not just a little bit of volatility, but a lot of volatility, like last year, if you're down 20%, what's it telling you? You've lost a lot of money and you probably have a um, chance that it's going to continue to go down because we have downward momentum. Same thing if you were in mainly NASDAQ stocks and you lost 30%. Kind of like the client I talked about earlier that we're working with that lost about 30% of their large portfolio. Um, the statements are telling you the truth and it's telling you also that if it's bothering you, you better do something about it and you can do things about it to fix that. How about this one? Why don't you cover this one? Another um, bad habit, allowing and being addicted to the propaganda that's always issued by all the news outlets, by all the financial firms, by Wall Street about the market and about how much you're going to make and about not worrying about the loss and it's going to come back and da 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 da. Well, again, I always tell people to follow the money. You know, those people saying that, if you think about it, if you think about the financial service business in general, the product being sold is the fees. That is the product. So whether the advisor, the money manager, the mutual fund company, 
the traders, all that goes right back up to Wall Street. Everybody's making a fee. So if you did not follow those rules and if you did get out of the market, a lot of those people, a lot of those companies would not be around. They wouldn't survive. So you have to be really careful about the propaganda because if you follow the money and see where the money's going, it'll tell you sometimes that maybe that advice that's being given isn't the best advice for your best interest. Well, we talked about the one example earlier where the market had gone straight up, straight up, straight up. These Really nice clients. They built a portfolio of $4.2 million, did a great job. They were aggressive as they were told to, and they followed it to the T. And then they continued to be aggressive, even though they should have transitioned to a more conservative portfolio. They couldn't because everyone was telling them, no, stay stay that yeah. course, stay that way. So they didn't even have an opportunity to do what they were supposed to do simply because of it. Um, how about this one? Not creating the type of income from your assets, not knowing how to, that would act as a replacement for the paychecks you're receiving when you were working and creating that income now from your assets now that you're retired that will last for as long as you live. Now think about how important that is because there's one fact and that is income equals lifestyle retirement. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, what must we protect against everything? Income, that's our lifestyle. Um, and I think the, the easiest way for the consumer to understand this, if we were to ask you a question right now, do you want your income to be predictable and guaranteed, or do you want your income to be unpredictable and not guaranteed? And if you want the first, if you want to be predictable and guaranteed, what you have to do is develop a plan and say, okay, what is my budget? How much am I spending? Uh, where's my income sources? I got Social Security coming in. If you're lucky, you might have a pension coming in. That might take care of maybe half of your budget, maybe three quarters. Then you have to ask yourself, there's a difference, right? There's a delta between those two numbers. How do you want that filled? And most people say they want that income to be guaranteed. And then we ask them, what about inflation? Uh, the cost of living increases. How do you want that? How do you want that bucket filled? Well, they mostly say they want that guaranteed. So, in developing a plan, we can put together a plan whereby you have guaranteed income for the 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 items that you need guaranteed, which is your budget and inflation. And then you can risk money in the stock market. Then you can take those chances of having a much higher rate of return. But at least your lifestyle won't change if the market goes down. If you structured this correctly, Dan? Well, the University of Chicago over the last 15, 20 years, they've done countless studies on income and retirees, and they all have came to the same exact conclusion. Those retirees that have the most guaranteed income, whether it's from pensions, social security, annuity type products, those people are the happiest, have the best health, and live the longest because they're not worrying about their money. It decreases the stress. The more income you have coming in, the easier it is to now live the type of life that you've wanted to live. Um, We had a really good case study on a client just came in. They have about a million dollars of assets. Um, He's single, 73. His spouse passed away about six years ago. And no one's ever asked him what he wants the money to do for him. And he was just going to continue to defer, and he has a best friend that helps advise him, and they're like, yeah, let's defer it till we're 73, which they've done. Now they have to take minimum distributions. He has a nephew that would be the beneficiary, but really it's him. And he said, you know what? My wife's gone, and now I need to think about doing things that I want to do because the last six years I really haven't. And um, I have two main things. One, I'm going to travel. I like to fish a lot. And the second is I have a school that I like to donate money to, and I plan to give the money later, but 
is there a way I can work it out where I can do those things now? Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't using his million dollars to create income. So we created a plan that'll say, okay, let's create a plan that'll give you $40,000 a year of income. And let's now allow you to do two things. Decide how much of that you want to spend on fishing trips. And the, the remainder, if you don't need it, why can't you then give that to the school? He said, well, I probably would only spend about ten to 12000 on fishing trips. I said, well, then how would you like to give 28000 to um, $30,000 a year to your school? Yeah. And he loved it. He's like, no one ever told me that I could do these things. I'm like, it's your money. You can do whatever you want. It's your money. We just have to set up the plan to do this. And you can do that. And now it changes life. And he feels overjoyed. His heart is big now because, one, he gets to do what he wants to do. But more importantly, he gets to help the school with other items and help them with expanding and do scholarships. Yeah. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. To learn more about Jim Files and Dan Ahmed, visit peakfin.com. That's peakfin.com. Now, back to the show. All right, Jim, today we're talking about eight bad habits, and we have four more of them. We're going to squish into this last segment, so let's squish them in there. So why don't you start with number five as a bad habit, and that is thinking of your advisor as your friend versus your most trusted financial consultant. Well, you know, Dan, we actually do a TV segment on this as well because everybody believes that the advisor is their friend and that advisor should be very friendly to you. But you didn't hire your advisor to look for a new friend. You hired your advisor for a skill set. You hired your advisor to answer all those objectives you have in retirement planning. And what most advisors do, and God bless all of them, I think all advisors are really good and they do a good job, but they're just going to invest your money in the market. Uh, They're going to diversify your portfolio, give you probably 60% equities and 40% bonds if you're between 60 and 70 years of age. And they're going to call you once or twice a year. And when the market goes down and you're you're panicking because you're losing money, uh, they're going to tell you to stay in it. Don't get out. Write it out. The market will come back. And because of that, we don't believe that your advisor should be is your friend if that was their advice. Because if your advisor truly was your friend, 
they would have put a plan in place up front before you invest your money. They would have put a plan in place to, so that you knew your risk, how much you could lose if the market dropped, what your fees were, um, how much you're paying the advisor, how much you're paying the mutual fund companies, how much you're paying in trading costs. You'd have an income plan. You'd have a tax plan. You'd have a legacy plan. You know where your income is coming from. Is that income guaranteed? Is it not guaranteed? Is it, will it go up? Will it go down? Will it go sideways? Will it go away? You'll know that your after-tax income will meet your budget requirements in inflation. You know you're going to be prepared for long-term care based on your asset growth. All those things would have been put in place along with how much money you could leave to your beneficiaries after you, you use your assets for income. If you had your advisor do that for you in advance of you spending, uh, investing your money, yes, you can call your advisor your friend. Definitely, if they can do all those things. But number one, they're your most trusted financial consultant. How about this one? Number six, constantly hoping for good returns instead of taking action to preserve your principal. And that just goes down to the age you are now planning. If you're retired or getting ready to retire, you have to now switch from what's called asset accumulation when you're taking a lot of risk to grow your assets at the highest level with a lot of volatility and potential for loss. And you need to switch over into what's called asset preservation and income distribution mode, which is retirement. And think about it. Doesn't it make sense? When you retire, don't you want to, first and foremost, protect your assets against large losses and first and foremost, create as much income as you can get off of those assets as long as the money is going to be guaranteed to last for as long as you live. It's what you want. So you have to put yourself in that mode and not be in that bad habit of just looking for good returns because it will most likely come back to bite you. If all you're doing is looking for good returns, it will at some point come out and bite you. And you have to look at the facts. Since 1929, every five years on average, the stock market goes down 39%. So if you're invested in the stock market trying to get really, really good returns, guess what's going to happen every year? You're going to get bit because the stock market does drop 39%. How about this one? Kind of like the same thing we're talking about there, Jim. Number seven, that is taking too much risk and relying on the terrible habit of and advice of riding out the stock market, hanging in there, stay the course, you're in it for the long run, don't worry, the market recover. That alone is the biggest risk you have in retirement, or if you're within five to seven years of retirement. Because when you're 20, 30, or 40, or, or in your early 50s even, you could ride the market out because the market would ebb and flow you were working, you had income coming in. If it went down, you weren't drawing ass income off your assets. You could kind of stay in it, right? And you've kind of been indoctrinated with that theme all your life by Wall Street. But I believe me, and I'll tell you right now up front, if you guys are following that theme right now as a consumer, it's, it's like a, a loaded gun, you know, because uh, the markets will ebb and flow forever. And all of a sudden, you're not working when you're retired. You don't have income coming in from your job, and you're using your assets for income. So when the market dropped like last, last year, where the market dropped 20%. The stock market and the bond market dropped double digits as well. Not only did you lose money in your portfolio, but you took money out to spend, right? So if you follow that theory, Dan, it can be disastrous long-term. Definitely. So I think the key there is don't fall into that bad habit of what we consider once you're retired, riding out these large losses. Because if it's 2001 and two or 2007, eight, nine again, do you really want to go down over 50% just to try to recover before you can even start using your money again? And for most people, the answer is no, too stressful. And it causes for a very bad retirement. How about number eight? Biggest one, I think. Not having a plan in writing. Not demanding a plan from your advisor, or if your spouse is doing this, a written plan from your spouse. So I think that's key. So if you have an advisor, above all, demand a written plan. Problem is 99.9% .9 of advisors we see out there, they just haven't provided written comprehensive plans that include income plans, tax plans, 
fee plans, risk mitigation plans, legacy plans, how the assets work. They just haven't been giving those types of documents to their clients. It's something that we do for every single client here, so you have to demand that. But let's say you're a do-it-yourselfer and you or your spouse is the one doing all the planning, then you have to put a written plan together to give it to your spouse and make sure your spouse understands the money and make sure your spouse signs off and say says, yes, honey, I agree. You no longer can just have one spouse do it with the other spouse saying, oh, you know, my husband takes care of it. Oh, my wife takes care of it. That just doesn't fly anymore, Jim. No, it doesn't. But it's really difficult uh, for the do-it-yourselfer to do a plan like we would do, Dan. I, they they can't, really can't do that. I mean, they don't have the tools that we are using. They don't have the risk mitigation software or outside research companies to develop what we need as the baseline of developing a plan. And advisors, most advisors don't do it either. So unless you know how much you can lose in a market crash and the fees you're paying, which is just the baseline stuff, it's hard to build that plan. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list, Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California-registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG Insurance Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files California Insurance License Number 0F06511.